just again um, a huge welcome to everyone who's joining us whether from the comfort of your bedroom or the comfort of your front room you are very welcome um, and I'm guessing on behalf of everybody who's just had an opportunity to listen thank you so much to Rich and Zoe um, just for sharing so personally as well it was I, I found it really really helpful so I'm sure many many other people did say so thank you for your honesty and thank you for being willing to answer any question um, that's going to come your way, not necessarily easy, so thank you. Um, so what we'll do is we'll kick off with question number one. We're just going to get straight into the deep end. And just to remind people watching that you, we want you to feel a part of this conversation as well. So please feel free to comment on the chat or text in the number any questions or comments that you might have as we, as we go along. Um, so question number one, I'm going to going to direct it to Zoe first of all but please feel free to kind of chip in and hopefully this will just feel like a conversation so this seems like it's come from somebody who maybe is a key worker like yourself themselves um, and their question is when you're a key worker and facing patients obviously with COVID um, but also personally having long-term health issues um, and recognizing that maybe that means that they should be in lockdown but unable to because they're, they're a key worker how do they um, kind of overcome panic attacks and anxiety in that situation and, and know God's peace? That's that, their question. Well, I suppose first thing to say is just well done for, for doing what you're doing. Um, it is really difficult. Um, I think there's a couple of practical things to think about first, I suppose, which would be that your employer should have an occupational health department that can answer <clears throat> a lot of these questions in, in a great amount of detail and look at your medical situation much more thoroughly. Um, and I suppose on another practical note, there's been a lot of confusion. Um, I know a lot of my patients are not sure, should they be doing what we call shielding? Should they mm -hmm. be practicing social distancing? And there's a, there's a big difference. So, um, for example shielding where you really shouldn't have any contact with anyone <laughs> pretty much um is a very limited number of conditions um and there's been a bit of confusion about what is shielding and what is social distancing so it's probably worth clarifying that and that's probably a conversation you could have with your gp as well we're having lots of those conversations because um, mm -hmm. they'd have access to your medical records and i suppose if it turns out that actually your condition doesn't mean you've got to shield and you're still having to go into work um, and you mm -hmm. feel vulnerable um, i suppose as a believer i, I suppose part of that is just laying claim of that piece every day. I think sometimes we can expect that as a Christian, we should just feel peace. We should just, um, you know, never feel scared, never feel anxious because mm -hmm. Jesus is with us. So we shouldn't feel those things. But the reality is that we have a human mind. Um, we live in a fallen world and we'll all be getting those waves of anxiety and things. And it's funny because actually after the interview with Rich, where I talked a lot about all the wonderful things Jesus is doing for me, I had a really bad week <laughs> Immediate, <laughs> immediately after. Um, mm -hmm. One might sense some spiritual attack. Um, but yeah, just feeling very nervous, feeling very down, feeling very fed up of um, not seeing people and having to go to work and having to cover red zone and all these things that 
if I kept thinking about them, then yes, I kept going further and further down into worry and anxiety and um, fear. But if I could find times to either look at a scripture that's really encouraging, and it might just be it's a one sentence scripture. I think lots of Christians worry that they don't know enough of the Bible. And so they can't encourage themselves enough because they don't have a theology degree. But it might be that there's one line, so that, that verse that I talked about with Rich, um, I'm the God who takes hold of your right hand and says, do not fear for I'm with you. I use that all the time when I'm mm. worried or anxious. Um, so I suppose that, and then I suppose there's loads of practical stuff out there as well. Um, obviously Jesus helps us in loads of ways through his word and through prayer. And, but he also gives us the wisdom of, of others. And I think I mentioned some of the NHS stuff that's available with just really helpful practical tips on how to manage anxiety. And, you know, if that's a panic attack, that might be looking at breathing more. It might be looking at taking yourself out of that moment. Um, so there's tons of stuff out there. So I suppose a mixture of all those things and just don't feel bad for feeling worried or anxious because I think everybody is. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really helpful Zoe. Thank you. And so, um, yeah, it's just so wonderful isn't it, to kind of remember that we are sort of in this together and anxiety doesn't need to necessarily be an isolating thing because it's a felt experience that we're all kind of going through and I don't know Rich um, if you would like to jump in if you have anything that you would like to add in response to that question as well. I have learned of late and of many years experience to when Becky Deer and Zoe O are in the house that I don't need to add much. Um, <laughs> So we're in safe hands. The only, the only thing that um, sprung to mind was the, the the idea of living each day at a time. And so uh, sometimes when you think about, gosh, well, I wouldn't know about this. I'm not a key worker. I'm hardly a worker, let alone a key worker. But, um, you know, gosh, I'm going to be doing this for weeks, months. Am I going to get ill? Am I? And I think, what is my responsibility today? Um, okay, I need to go and do this job. Um, can I do that? Yes, I can do that. Um, and, and living each day at a time. And uh, I've learned that God doesn't give us help in kind of stockpile. He just says live today. And uh, yeah, so that might be something that's helpful as well for that person. Absolutely. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, taking it one day at a time, definitely. Um, so kind of maybe continuing on the theme of, um, I guess, yeah, piece how we how we're coping ourselves um emily um has popped in the question um that you know like so many people we're all experiencing such a wide range of emotions um and she was noting that recently perhaps as a coping strategy she's felt a bit more numb to it all as maybe as time has gone on so her question is about how can she um guard against that feeling um and ensure that she's not wasting the unique opportunity i guess that the crisis is presenting um, so yeah, to, to both of you. Yeah, I, I'll go first. I think um, numbness is probably the second best way to deal with anxiety. There's, there's anxiety and that's horrible. So then there's like distract, uh, deny, go cold. I don't care that the world's going through a global health pandemic. So therefore I'm not gonna be anxious. And uh, that's actually quite effective in the short term, um, because if you're 
cold and not bothered, then you're not bothered. Um, but we know that we, whatever our faith background, we want to be people who aren't cold. We want to be people who are warm and we want to be people who do care. Um, and so it can be really overwhelming because this thing is massive. Um, for me, again, I think it's a question of um, trying to take on only the things that I am responsible for and not the, the whole wide world. Um, so I, I am responsible for, for me. Uh, I'm in some way responsible for those in my close circle and I want to be a blessing on my street. Um, and I can't, I can't help Donald Trump. Um, I could pray for him. But I, I can't take on the global thing. Um, and so one way that I try and help myself not sort of settle for just shutting off is I go, OK, this is overwhelming, but I'm just going to try and um, be kind to my children and go and get my food from the shop and say hi to my neighbour and just do it in small chunks one day at a time. Um, so there's there's some thoughts that might help. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything, Zoe, that you would... Um, want to add to that question? I think um, I, I can relate a little bit to what Emily's saying, I suppose. And the thing that helps me, um, and this might not be for everyone, but the thing that helps me is trying to figure out what I'm numbing myself from. Like, mm. what am I feeling underneath that I don't want to bring to the surface? Or is it, am I going numb because I'm worried? and I don't want to think about that. Am I going numb because I'm just really tired? I'm tired of the kids' questions or I'm tired of what is it that is making you want to shut down? And I think sometimes when you can unearth that a little bit, then it's just really helpful to talk about it. And I think probably that's one of the harder things now, I suppose, because for, Look, we won't all be in the same situations, but for me, I have a love, wonderful group of girlfriends who I can talk to a lot. And if I have a conversation with them, they ask lots of questions and there's these wonderful flowing conversations. And now if I talk to Chris about <laughs> what I'm worried about, he will answer with a one word answer. So some of us are probably missing those different conversations. So it's just, I suppose, reorganizing what that looks like. And so for example, I have to tell Chris, well, when I say that, I need you to ask me that. And then, and then I'll say this, and then the conversation will keep going. Um, <laughs> I love it, you're scripting it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, but that's, I mean, I love it on the marriage course, they do that thing, don't they, where they get you to yeah. practice those conversations. That's yeah. feel really stifled and terrible, but it works. Um, so I think it's figuring out what is it that you're pushing down, what is it that you're numbing to, and then trying to figure out a remedy. Who can you talk to? How can you enhance your conversation with people or it might be that actually you just phone up one of those girlfriends <laughs> and yeah. talk to them instead or your guy friends sorry yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we like chatting as well Zoe <laughs> you, oh, I'm not gonna phone you <laughs> amazing yeah I think that's really helpful isn't it that um we can do these things in community even if we are isolating in our own homes and um, that doesn't mean, like you were saying, Zoe, that you can't pick up your phone and, and speak to someone. Um, it's amazing, I think, the amount of conversations that are coming out through this, certainly that I'm having, you know, in our own house. 
Um, it feels like the world has kind of got bigger in some ways, doesn't it? There's this global pandemic, this huge shared experience, and yet at the same time, it feels like our worlds are getting smaller and lots of things are kind of bubbling to the surface and, um, yeah, or resurfacing. And so I think that's, that's great, the idea of like, actually, it doesn't just have to be me on my own my house. I can, I can call someone. I don't have to do this in isolation. It's great. Thank you. So we have another question, um, which in some ways is very practical, thinking about the future. Obviously, at the moment, everything is so unknown. How do you, you know, Rich was talking about taking one day at a time, um, and how do you sort of plan for like the future when you just don't know what it's going to look like? So many questions are unanswered, probably because they're un unknown. So we have a question about um, thinking about dreams, ambitions and plans. So when the future is so unknown, what does thinking about the future with a sense of peace look like? Um, how can I not just give up and become apathetic and say, well, I can't plan, no one knows, so I'm just going to leave it. Um, yeah, throw it, throw it out to either of you, whichever feels ready to jump in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can start. Um, I think that's a really helpful question. Lots of us will be feeling that. Um, mm. Like, I, I don't really know what's going to happen in three days. So what about like the things I want, you know, what about my 2020 plan and the mm. things I wanted to do? And um, I know there could be some more serious things as well, like jobs and businesses. It's hard to plan, isn't it? Um, I'm not going to speak to you about that like, kind of the, the pragmatic how to plan your businesses next five years in uncertainty. I would have little to say. Um, but I think spiritually and emotionally, you, you have to give up control over the future. And that's very hard. Um, and this pandemic is showing us you, you don't have control over the future. You need to somehow have a worldview and a way of living in the world where you can cope today, even though you don't know what tomorrow looks like. The, the, the reality is that has always been the case. Um, None of us have ever known the future. Uh, the world economy has never been guaranteed to be secure. M our health and our mental health and our lives could end before the end of this Zoom chat, not wanting to get anyone's anxiety out. But, you know, it, it's, it's always been uncertain. And actually, one of the things that the kind of Western comfort culture has helped us to forget is that we're very vulnerable people and our lives are very fragile and they've always been fragile and um therefore this pandemic reminding us of that can actually be a helpful thing um and it shows we need to have a way of living in the world that can cope with the fact that we're vulnerable and fragile for me as a christian what that looks like is a horrible little twee phrase if anyone's looking to share a quote on social media later then you're gonna get four likes this is it <laughs> but we don't know what the future holds. But as a Christian, we know who holds the future. And therefore, I don't have to know every detail, but if I trust the person who knows every detail, and I have, as Zoe was saying, uh, we look at the cross, we see that the character of the one who's holding it all is he's the sort of God who bleeds for people and the sort of God who prays for his executioners is a very good person in control. And so I, I go, right, I, I don't know what even the rest of the next 15 minutes is going to look like, but he does and he's great. Um, and that helps me. Yeah, thank you, Rich. Yeah, I think that's um, really helpful, isn't it? It feels like in some ways um, the current pandemic has kind of like um, 
given us a, 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 a sneak peek behind the curtain, doesn't it? It's, it's not just a sense of everything has changed now, but it's kind of showing. I've, I've definitely felt this sense of actually I was never really in control. I thought I was in control. I could plan my day, my week. What am I going to do? What plans I want to make? But actually, it's a bit like the Wizard of Oz moment of pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Actually, you never were in control. That's kind of how it how it feels. It's it's sort of surfaced it, hasn't it? I think that's yeah. I think that's really true. How about you, Zoe? Is there anything that you would you would like to add? Um, yeah, I think it is just taking each day as it comes, isn't it? And I think. Um, you think of that verse in the gospels where jesus says like don't worry about tomorrow like today's got enough worry of worries of its own and he does that's not an empty promise it comes with you know don't you know that all the clay all the flowers of the field are clothed if he cares for them how much more does he care for you and i suppose just reflecting on that truth that he cares for you a bit like what Rich was saying. He's the God who hangs on a cross and bleeds for us. He cares for you. Just get do today and tomorrow. He'll still be there. He'll still be working it through. And just trying not to think too far ahead. Um, I know that's helped me with work because it's changing all the time. And if I start to think how long am I going to be telephone triaging for? Is this going to be a few months and thinking, gosh, I can't do that. Well, I can't I, if I think like that I can become very worried or stressed but if I think okay I'll just do tomorrow and then we'll have a daily huddle and we'll find out what's happening then and that's really helpful um yeah yeah thank you yeah that is really helpful um there are lots of questions coming in now thick and fast um so I'm gonna try my best to kind of with only a few moments left to kind of um group something together one of them is about mental health um, which, um, yeah, is, is obviously going to be a huge kind of topic at the, mo at the moment. Um, so the question is, there are many that have long-term mental health conditions um, that have difficulties managing anxiety, I guess, anyway. How can this shared experience of COVID-19 bring peace to those who might be triggered by others talking about how to manage things that you've been trying to deal with for far longer than before the pandemic began? Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, over to whoever would like to take it. <laughs> Zoe, anything you want to, want to jump in with? I'm happy to start if not. But. I think it's the, so the question saying that if you're a person who has had anxiety for a long time and yeah. that, but you've managed it well, you've learned strategies, but now everyone's talking about their new anxiety and that triggers your old feelings. Yes. What to do about it? Is that the yes. question? Yeah, so I guess COVID-19 itself, the conversation around it is a huge trigger. Um, yeah. So yes, that's exactly the question. Thank you. <laughs> I suppose, I mean, I've got very little to say really, because I'm not someone that's necessarily struggled for a long time with anxiety. But I suppose the one thing that I would say is that, um, you know, these things that are thrown at us are just different things, the same thing with different gift wrap, isn't it? You know, anxiety is the same, whether it's about COVID or... I... skated up. The show. <laughs> there we go. She's had her moment of fame. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. I think I just encourage people that the strategies you've used in the past are the same ones to use now, and they'll be just as effective against COVID as they will have been about whatever 
you were anxious with before that's probably the the only thing that I would have to say about that I don't know about you Rich yep um I, I would say to anyone listening who's had long-term mental health struggles uh anxiety is a bit of a thing for um I want to say that in this time more than ever and it's always true but in this time more than ever I think many people on the planet have things to learn from you mm-hmm. and uh I think if someone says, uh, as I did in my talk, been sort of struggling with this, um, that there's there's not a sense that I, I am or anyone should be claiming. Now I really know what it's like to have acute mental health problems for decades because I kind of got stressed out about this for a bit. Uh, I, it's not that at all. Um, your story is your story, and some of you know an awful lot more about this than any of us. Um, but I, I think what I would want to encourage you with is that you potentially if you can and (laughs) no worries but if you can there's a moment for your voice to be heard and um for you to be honored for the way that you have uh lived in anxiety and stayed in the game and kept going um and you should be honored for that and even if people have no taste of it or no experience of it um if you do you should be honored and you should be heard and in whatever way you can with just ones or twos around you, you have a voice right now. And uh, I wanna learn from people who have walked through some of this stuff. I messaged a couple of weeks ago, someone in our church community and I said, so any tips? Um, Because I knew that at that point I wasn't the teacher, Uh, I I was the student and so, yeah in whatever ways you can speak up um i want to encourage you uh, we want to learn from you thank you rich thank you um so i'm just recognizing the time so we probably have uh, room for maybe one more question um so there's a few questions that have come in um thinking more about i guess the current crisis has um kind of cause people maybe to take stock a little bit more um, and I've definitely noticed um, conversations happening around where people are talking more about um, their priorities um, other things in, in life that they've been focusing on the right things um, kind of people really taking stock on, on a deeper in a deeper level because I guess the lockdown has a, has afforded us the opportunity to do that and um, so someone has been asking if I am kind of maybe ask, asking these sorts of really big big questions um, and wanting to find out more about spirituality, maybe about Jesus in particular. Um, Church obviously isn't open (laughs) in one sense. The doors are locked, the buildings are empty. So kind of recognizing as well that um, on the internet, you can kind of end up anywhere. And you can also, as Rich so beautifully put it, you can end up reading all these articles, you know, news articles and, and feeling kind of overwhelmed. So in all of that, if someone is interested and wants to kind of think more about these questions, um, where do, very practically, where do they go? How can people explore more of these big questions, more about Jesus, and find the peace that you guys have been talking so beautifully about in the middle of, of lockdown? So, shall I take this one? Oh, yeah. uh, shall I take this one? Yeah, go for it. I'll jump in. I, I'm, I'm the comms guy for the church. So I, if I don't know the answer to this question, <laughs> I, need, I need to retire quickly. Um, uh, I, I would say if you're, if you're looking to find out a bit more, um, the, the first best main and last and greatest thing that you can do is 
dare to ask the Jesus you might not believe in if he would reveal himself to you uh, and come close. I did that on um, the 28th of August 2008 and it began with hi god i don't think you're real but so it was not my finest prayer um or actually do you know what it probably was <laughs> um, so I, I think you know if this stuff is real then i imagine he'd be interested in uh, in answering that one um just really practically uh, the 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 questions in crisis thing we're going to do once a month so this is like a trial run and would love your feedback, actually, guys, uh, trying to figure out how to do this. Um, so that's going to be there uh, on that page of the website that most of you have probably found. Um, I'm going to chuck up at some point some other resources that we've had and used within our church uh, over the last few years. So there's that. Um, and I've just put in the chat uh, a website address that I hopefully everybody can see. Lookforhope.org. Um, my old boss, a guy called Tim has pulled together a load of resources specifically related to big questions and uh, COVID. And I wrote an article on there a few days ago. So it's a bit of self-promotion as well. So <laughs> there's, there's Seize the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and if, you, if you're listening in because kind of a friend invited you or a family member invited you, um, then like just, just ask them a question, send them a WhatsApp um, or other apps are available. And, uh, and just say, hey, enjoyed it or didn't? Um, here's a question, what do you think? You know, yeah, we can chat about this stuff. Yeah, that's really helpful, really practically helpful as well. Thank you, Rich. And I really resonate with what you were saying. I've definitely prayed a very similar prayer a few years ago. Of, I don't know if you are there, but if you are, if you are, God, do, do something. Um, so I really resonate with what you're saying. Yeah, how about you, Zoe? Was there anything else that you would like to add? Um, I suppose, yeah, a bit like Rich was saying, if you're on this, if you're watching this, you've probably got a friend that told you about it or you saw their Facebook post, so chat to them. And also, I think alphas are still running. So I think if you put into Google, you can find an alpha near you and you can do it remotely. Um, so if you've got a friend who you know, um, because, you know, you've seen their link then ask them to do an online alpha with you or just um yeah if you if you've got to that point where you're really wanting to ask lots of questions and things that might be helpful as well I suppose yeah no that's great thank you Zoe so essentially there's lots of things I guess that are open to people who want to explore and find out more and that's that's great um, so recognising the time, inevitably, we've gone ever so slightly <laughs> over, um, so please forgive us, but um, there are loads more questions, and um, I know I personally would have heaps more questions. I would want to chat to Rich and Zoe, who wouldn't, for hours to come. <laughs> um, so we're going to kind of bring it to a, a close there. Um, if uh, you have enjoyed this morning, hopefully you have. Um, like Rich was saying, there's going to be more events, more questions in crises, um, events that are going to be coming. And um, yeah, we'd love you to join us again and continue the conversation. Um, so we're going to, I think we're going to, yeah, we're going to bring it to a close. Um, yeah and thank you for the clunkiness of zoom as well and participating in the chat and all your questions it's all the better because you guys have have um, engaged with it thank you so much so until next time goodbye <laughs>